I'm Jay Carr. This is The Great Cloud. Today the king returns. For Mephibosheth, today is almost as joyous as the first time he met the king. Now, as he prepared to see him once again, he thought back to when David had first called for him. He remembered when Ziba, the servant of his grandfather, came to the door. He said flatly that King David wanted to see him. Paralyzing panic shot through him. The reigning king calling for the heir of the former king? He knew this meant certain death. Then his fear for himself was replaced with fear for his own son, Micah. Now he would have to grow up without a father too, Mephibosheth thought. Back then he was so frustrated and angry with God for the way his life had gone. His father died when he was five years old, along with his grandfather, King Saul, which brought about a drastic change for the nation and led to his family fleeing in haste. And in their flight, Mephibosheth was dropped by his nurse and became lame in both of his feet. He spent the next 15 years living the life of an exile and a cripple. Now at least it would end, he thought, trying to console himself. But when he arrived before the king, it was something very, very different than what he was expecting. He had fallen before the king with his face to the ground to honor him in hopes that his execution would be quick. He was visibly trembling when he heard David speak his name. Mephibosheth. He was surprised by the warmth in the king's voice, but still too afraid to even look at him. So he answered with his nose to the floor, Behold, I am your servant. And what David said next changed Mephibosheth's life for the rest of his days. Do not fear, for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father Jonathan. Shocked by what he was hearing, Mephibosheth dared to look up at the king, catching his kind eyes as he continued, And I will restore to you all the land of Saul your father, and you shall eat at my table always. Mephibosheth, still bowing, stared blankly at the king for what he later thought was an embarrassingly long time, until what David had said to him finally sunk in. Overwhelmed, baffled, and humbled, he bowed his head again, saying, What is your servant that you should show regard for a dead dog such as I? That is how he felt before the great king, like a dead dog. He didn't fully understand what was happening, or why. Moments ago, the best he was hoping for was a quick death, and now he was listening to the king make Ziba his servant, and saying that he would always eat at the king's table, the greatest privilege imaginable. A flood of joy and gratitude quickly drowned out his shock as he contemplated the gracious generosity of this great man before him. Mephibosheth later learned of David's close friendship with his father Jonathan, and he grew to love and revere the king more and more over the next ten years as he kept his word to him and they ate together like family. And now, fifteen years after that first meeting, Mephibosheth anticipates being reunited with his king. While much of Israel celebrated the would-be king Absalom, 
Mephibosheth mourned day and night over the state of the true king, David. He refused to groom himself or change his clothes for the last four years while David was gone. He couldn't bring himself to do it. It would have been unbearably insincere to let his physical appearance seem pleasant while his heart and soul were in such a state of grief. Now, however, news of David's return crushed Mephibosheth's sorrow with immense joy. But the occasion is also marked by dark anxiety over the inevitable discussion of Ziba's betrayal. When David had fled Jerusalem because of Absalom's betrayal, Mephibosheth tried to go with him. He called for his servant Ziba to ready many donkeys, bread, and wineskins, and when they were ready to depart, Ziba, motivated by self-interest, left without a word, leaving Mephibosheth behind, knowing that his disabled body would not be able to make the journey without his help. He lied to David, slandering Mephibosheth by saying that he stayed in Jerusalem for selfish gain. Mephibosheth prayed that King David would believe that he had longed to be with him. Finally, he approached the king, nearly in tears, full of joy and relief, but the king looked concerned, even sad. And before Mephibosheth could even greet him, David said, Why did you not go with me, Mephibosheth? Mephibosheth felt desperate to get past this. He wanted nothing more than to celebrate with his king and fellowship together like they used to do. He answered, My lord, O king, my servant deceived me. For your servant said to him, I will saddle a donkey for myself that I may ride on it and go with the king, for your servant is lame. He has slandered your servant to my lord the king. Mephibosheth paused as David squinted his eyes, trying to discern the truth. He hated having to defend himself, and he hated that David was in this situation of trying to figure out who was lying. But Mephibosheth trusted David with his life. He was not scared. He knew his king would be wise and merciful and just. He wanted to let David know that no matter what he decided, he had already experienced far more than his share of grace at the hands of the king. So Mephibosheth switched gears and said, But my lord, the king is like an angel of God. Do therefore what seems good to you. For all my father's house were but men doomed to death before my lord, the king but you set your servant among those who eat at your table. What further right have I then to cry to the king? David shook his head and rubbed the back of his neck. Though he wanted to believe Mephibosheth, he could not make a definitive judgment without proof that one or the other was lying. He said, Why speak any more of your affairs? I have decided. You and Ziba shall divide the land. The land? Mephibosheth thought that was the last thing on his mind at the joyous return of his king. He didn't care about the land. He cared about David. He blurted out, Oh, let him take it all since my lord the king has come home safely. Just then, the guards began to escort Mephibosheth away. But right before David turned his attention to other matters, Mephibosheth saw the king's somber demeanor fade into a slight smile and Mephibosheth silently thanked God for the return of his beloved king.